Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome back. It's overtime here on 1067 The Fan, streaming live on the free Odyssey app. Scott Jackson with you another 40-ish minutes before we head over to Caps Hockey. Ben Raby with the pregame show as the Caps... Uh, Taking on the Chicago Blackhawks on the road, wrapping up their road trip before coming back to uh, Capital One Arena. All right, 800-636-1067, Today, Ron Rivera in his uh, Zoom presser with um, the media talked about Carson Wentz. He was asked about him, said he's looked good. He's had a couple good weeks of work. First week was on the side. Second week was integrated into some of the defensive stuff. He threw with the receivers, and then last week he was off. We chose not to make the move last week, and then we made the move yesterday to activate him. Think everything should go accordingly. He'll be the primary backup going into this game, and we'll go from there. Uh, the will you go from there? Does it does that feel like it hangs a little bit to you? Uh, are we reading too much into this? That again, this was the guy who obviously had to, had to prove the move, who had to uh, you know be the decider because he is the decider in the franchise to. Bringing Carson Wentz was costly, a couple draft picks. Thankfully, it will not cost a second this year because of the number of snaps that Heineke has played versus him to this point. Uh, that's out of the question, I believe. Now, I guess, though, mathematically, it's still not totally dead, but I think it's pretty dead. But anyway, uh, you know, and so he put he stuck his neck out for him. Like, this is the guy he said could come in here and take this offense to another level. And, you know, there were glimpses of it. In the Jags game and, you know, a half of the Lions game. And then there was a lot of crap after that. <laughs> Let's be real. It was not very good after that. There were, you know, a variety of reasons that, you know, the Eagles broke him. I mean, no doubt broke the offensive line first, then broke Carson. Um, really was, was not the same guy after that. And then was injured. And then, boom, you know, inject Taylor Heineke into your veins and in the team locker room and they're winning games. And, you know, it's not always pretty, but it's 5-1-1. One, and, one, and they have a formula with Heineke that, again, not always pretty, but it works or has worked. Maybe it won't continue to work. Maybe that's what the coach is concerned about. He knows there's another level. He sees the tape every week. He talks to the offensive coordinator. He talks to all the other coaches. He knows there's things that could be better. And maybe, you know, again, you're not doing your job if you don't, you know, basically keep your mind open any possibility because you need to win these games. You absolutely have to win Sunday. So I would not be surprised if, again, the, the patience level's a little less if they get themselves in trouble in this football game. All right, 800 Robin D.C., how you doing tonight? Hey, what's up, man? What's up, Jack? How you doing? Good, yeah, uh, real quick. Yeah, real quick, man. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't you can't put wins back in there. Let, let, let uh, you know, let Haneke finish this thing out. Uh to me, they're still trying to prove that they that, that move they made, you know, by acquiring Wentz. They're still trying to act like they're trying to prove that it was a good move. That, that That's done. That's dead. So just let it go. 
put all your confidence in, in, in Heineke and just keep getting him ready moving forward instead of worrying about what what, what Wentz is doing. I put all the energy into Heineke and just get him ready and, and try to get him better. And moving forward also, uh, this this should be the last year this Heineke experiment by a starting quarterback. They have to go into the offseason and get uh, Sam Howell ready. Whatever you got to do, put him in the film room all summer, get him ready for next year and see what you have in that young man. And, and, and you know, he may be the answer. Who knows? But uh, get him ready, put him in the film room, and, and get him going. And I believe he's going to do it. I, I think he – I think he's capable of really uh, uh, turn, you know, uh, from what I see with my eye test. I think he's definitely going to be a a decent quarterback in his league. And with all the weapons we had, I think that just would make him uh, flourish a lot more because uh, because of the system. And I think he'll do fine. Okay, Scott. Hey, thanks for the call, Rob. Appreciate it, buddy. Yeah, you know, listen, there is a lot of reasons why going forward next off season or into the off season next season with the bare minimum having Sam Howell part of the equation, like as a, you know, hey, he's in a competition to be the starter kind of thing, to see. Um, what would be really nice is if they could get this win on Sunday, get another win against, you know, the uh, the 49ers, obviously make it even easier. But if you win one of those two between the Niners and the, and the uh, Browns in that last game of the season were, say, meaningless, like as you're already locked into your spot, then you let Sam Howell play, like week 18 against the Cowboys. Game probably won't mean anything for Dallas either. Just let him see, you know, get him in like the taste of a real NFL game. Maybe it's just a half. I don't know. Maybe maybe you can't get him the whole game. But yeah, I mean, there's that would be tremendous. But you know, till we actually see him, I mean, I have no idea. I mean, I, I liked him in college at times. Liked him a lot more two years ago than last year. Obviously, he had less talent around him. I think he's got a lot of the assets and aspects of him are similar to that of Heineke. I, mean, I think he's got a about a lot of moxie to him. He's got like a gamer to him. He's certainly got mobility to him, but yet he's got a bigger arm. Now, he's not a big guy either. Um, he's bigger than Taylor, but he's um, he's not a huge guy either in terms of height and, you know, what have you. But, you know, it was just last year – prior to the college football season, that people were saying, hey, man, here's a guy who could be a first-round pick, right? He's a first-round prospect at that point. Now, it doesn't mean that that proves that he's he's going to be a good quarterback or could be a quarterback, but that just kind of gives you an idea at one point where everybody thought he was, right? Where everybody thought he was. So I think he's um, he's interesting, no doubt. But I, you know, more than likely, you probably have to have somebody else in the mix with him. I'm not a real fan of the idea of going out and spending big dollars, you know, in terms of cap dollars on a veteran, you know, moving forward. I, this is a good draft coming up, too. I mean, that's another option to um, to help the situation with the, with the quarterbacks and not necessarily even have to do it in the first round. But, yeah, I mean, you can – we saw this with the – again, I've talked about this all the time. We saw this with the, the Seahawks, right? When Russell Wilson was on his rookie deal, you've seen it now with the Eagles, right? Killing Hurts in a rookie deal. You can do so much more. Like, you, there's other things you can do uh, to your roster. You can take care of guys, you know, contracts you can get done when you're not spending top dollar and top cap positioning or cap space on on a quarterback. Or, you know, it just it sucks the life out of a lot of the rest of it sometimes. So, yeah, I mean, it would be great if it worked out, no doubt. I mean, it, w- it would be good if, if it could. But we just don't know. Um until we actually get to see him. That's why I was, you know, bummed out like a lot of people were that he couldn't blow up the Texans so we could find out. You know, like that would have been a great game to get him into. 
But I, you know, I don't even know. It's just even at this point, yeah. I mean, sure, you believed in what you believed in watching the tape in the off season. You know, I don't know, ten months ago now, right? It was it was in February where they were doing all the the quote due diligence on Wentz. But it's also like you see the things that aren't happening with the offense, and it probably frustrates you if you're Ron Rivera. Um, and you also probably also know Taylor can play better, and maybe this is his way of getting Taylor to play better. I don't know. But I, but I also think you have to be realistic. If if he's not getting it done, and you're like in a position where you could lose a game, I mean, you, you gotta you gotta you can't leave any stone unturned at that point. You you gotta be up for it. And I, I'm not a you know I, I don't think he is an upgrade. Quite frankly, I don't think the team will get that much of a jump from him. I think yeah, you're gonna pick up some big plays, but I think you're also gonna give up some backbreaking negative plays too that are gonna drive you crazy. I don't think you're gonna stay in front of the chains either. Uh, as you have been, so I'm not a you know I'm not a big uh, you know I, I was kind of out on the whole Wentz thing. I never was in on it, but I was really out on it after that Titans game. And I know he threw for 300 yards and had the two big touchdown passes, but he also like you know float you know basically drifted into multiple sacks in that game. They couldn't stay on the field. They were one of 11 on third down. I mean it was ridiculous. You know, it tried, I couldn't stand watching it. And then there was the goal line stuff at the end of the game that was just terrific. So, yeah, I mean, I was out then, and then I had to watch that Bears game. And that would, that does double down for me how out I was prior to it. But season of the line, you know, you're down. I mean, I can understand why you would flip the switch then. You're not going to do it as a starter right now, but I can understand why, you know, you would want him to be the guy to come off the bench and potentially have to save the day because he's actually played in NFL games versus a guy who never has. 800-636-1067, 800-636-1067. If you want to hit us up, you can always tweet me up at Jackson Sports as well uh, to get on board with us. Um, there are, again, a lot of uh, a lot of interesting parts to this thing, right? I mean, they're, you know, if you're, if you're Ron Rivera, yes, you have two hats, right? Like, you are the general manager, um, you know, even though you're not the general manager, but you had the final say in your roster, you're deciding a lot of things about the franchise, and yeah, you're the head coach, and you have to serve the full 53, you know, 53 man roster. And look, we don't know how the team would react to this. I'm not saying they would like tank or just lose because they would put Wentz back in. No, 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 no. But there is definitely some juice that they get from Taylor. And again, maybe these guys rally around him. He raises his game this week, which would be the ideal thing. I mean, look, he can end this conversation for Rivera. He can end this you know, whatever it is that he's got. And maybe, you know, Ron just was just going, we'll go from there. Maybe there was nothing more to it than that. <laughs> we'll go into this game as the backup and we'll go from there. <laughs> but it does feel like it has a little bit more meaning than uh, just, you know, he's a backup, you know, each week. Because, again, he did the Albert Breer story right after, you know, he was first eligible, you know, to start coming off the injured reserve. Uh, you know, they said, you know, I think it was after the Eagles game. He didn't say Taylor was the guy forever or anything like that. He just, you know, he said, yeah, Taylor's a guy moving forward. And, again, he'll, he'll take it week to week. And that's kind of how he expounded upon it in that Albert Brewer story for uh, SI.com. And I think that was an interesting part of it. Like, kind of like, you know, I'm not, I don't want him looking over his shoulder each week, but at the same time, everything is, you know, something that could be subject to change on a weekly basis, obviously. All right, 800-636-1067, It is overtime. Scott Jackson with you here on 106.7 The Fan, streaming live on the free Odyssey app.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, back here on uh, Overtime, 106.7 The Fan, streaming live on the free Odyssey app. Scott Jackson with you. You can always get in the old free Odyssey app. You hit the old rewind, hear anything you might have missed. We had uh, Nick Ackridge from PFF talking commanders with us at 730. Want to hear Ben Raby? You want to talk about the Caps? Uh, you can rewind and do that as well. So uh, check it all out. Check it all out with us. My man Jay was just tweeting me to say he thought that I either died. Or, no, he didn't say that. He said he thought that I was um, off Twitter because I didn't show up at his feed anymore. And they thought maybe I blocked him. And I said maybe he blocked me or maybe Elon Musk blocked both of us. I have no idea. But anyway, um, I was saying this to Vic during the break. I find that sometimes the Twitter feed is really jacked up. And I don't know if we can blame the new owner or what it is, but it, it just feels like it's not in order at all, like not refreshing properly. And it's quite frustrating. And today I had this one, like, during, um, I guess, after Ron's press conference, like Nick, or um, excuse me, Ben Standig's tweets kept coming to the top, even though I know they were like 20 minutes old. It was really weird. And I am nothing against Ben, but I did. Send him a message saying I'm gonna get I'm gonna have to block you just to get you off the timeline so I can get it backed up to big. Don't take it personally, but it was really weird. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Maybe somebody could talk to Elon about that, but it's quite frustrating. Scott, you... Scott, could you imagine a world without Twitter? Yeah, actually, I lived it uh, for a real long time. <laughs> That's uh, true. Yeah, <laughs> we, we we both have lived in in that world. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's fine. I'm not going to do TikTok. I don't want everybody having all my information. I, I, they've definitely scared me off that. Not that I was ever going to do it, but I, I yeah, and I don't really care about Facebook that much either. Um, yeah, I mean, it's fine. You know, I don't want to pay for it. I'm sure as hell not going to pay for a check mark. Um, I'm, you know, if they if they charge you for it, would I be interested in using it anymore? Probably not. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. You know, it's other ways to get information. It's just, um, I just don't like when they screw up the timeline. I don't like to, you know, it's like, yeah, keep it in order, damn yeah, it. You get you get uh, messages that are six, seven minutes, and then next thing, the next thing after, it's, it's 17 hours ago. In, <laughs> right. There's inconsistency. Right. Drives me crazy. It's like, I want the updated news, damn it. That's why we're on this thing. That's why we're on this thing. Um, anyway, Jay, Jay is a constant... Wizards critic, and him and I have this funny thing we used to do going back and forth, but Jay just tweeted me to say, hey, uh, I was going to ask you, <laughs> I was going to ask you to ask Ted Leonsis, ask me to ask Ted Leonsis, like we could talk all the time, to fire Tommy Shepard. Oh, my God. The Wizards picks over the past four years will do that for, for me. Ha-ha. Yeah, Jay's, Jay's all in, man. He's, he gets angry with the Wizards. Look, they're not good right now. I mean, they're also injured. I get it, but it's it's frustrating. I mean, I uh, I, I don't know what the end game for that group is. It's not pretty. And <laughs> I'm a little – in any other city, by the way, the Bradley Beal comments on the John Wall – or, on the, excuse me, on the Gilbert Arenas podcast probably would have gotten hours upon hours <laughs> of attention – <laughs> what he essentially said, the, one of the reasons he stayed was because the market wasn't any good that offseason anyway. I mean, it was like, dude, 
I know you're telling the truth, but don't say it out loud. Oh, boy. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, it's funny to me because a lot of the teams around here want to be treated like the football program or the football franchise, right? They want all the attention and all this stuff. But, you know, when they're when they're playing poorly, they got to love the fact that they don't get it because, I mean, really – in a lot of other places, we would be asking for, you know, change with the coach, the GM, and, and all that stuff, right? No question. No question about it. But they are beat up now, and they are a bit stuck. And, you know, talked about it in the preseason. They are a bit stuck in what they have done to this point. You know, you got two guys coming up on player options in the offseason that are putting up numbers, and Perzingis and Kuzma. But if you can't win as a collective group together this year and you know hopefully we'll get to see the guys on the floor long enough to see what that may or may not look like um it's hard to see why you would you know double down on it with extensions but if you're not going to do that then you know then there's this thing called the trade deadline and you really probably need to you know kind of accelerate that thought process so you're not completely stuck now Bradley Beal's not going anywhere but you know you got to try to figure out a way to make it better around him. And he's got to play better, obviously, when he gets back. Obviously. Everybody does. But, yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know. Didn't have a great feeling going into the year, and I don't feel too hot right now either. Just, you know, nice enough, but it's not it's not upper echelon Eastern Conference team, right? Like the ceiling, you know, not not – that high you know now you're seeing Brooklyn play like they should have before again you know Boston's Boston Bucks are really good still Let's see if Cleveland can keep at it I mean they're having a really good last year the last team last year too before all the injuries still think Philly's better than they're playing so like where do they fit in like what's the best case scenario is it this stupid goofy playing round I mean is that it I mean if that's it I mean I mean why why invest in that that's that's not you know, you've got a lot of money poured into that. You should be better than that. Yes. Then the hard questions do have to be asked. Some things may need to happen. But I don't know. They seem comfortable. They seem very comfortable. They seemed a little comfortable in the offseason too, which kind of frustrated me. But it is what it is. It is what it is. There's just not the – doesn't feel like there's the internal pressure that needs to be there. That's what's weird, right? That, that's what's bizarre about the whole thing. Seems like there's just some satisfaction in it. I don't know. So we're just going to roll it all back out. Give people big extensions. So It's wild to me. That's where they are. That's where they are. And I don't, like I said, I don't, I don't get the vibe that anything's going to change drastically anytime soon. But, man, when that trade deadline kicks around and you're still sputtering around where you are right now, if you're in that area still, you're not making significant moves towards the upper part of the standings, then you got to really take a long, hard look at, you know, moving on from some folks. They could bring you back some pieces. I mean, and yeah, I know nobody wants to say they're rebuilding or tanking or whatever you want to call it, but you're just, just being smart, just being realistic about where you are. I mean, it's just, you're not far enough along. You're not advancing. Either getting better or you're not. And if you're not getting better, then you have to, Explore all reasonable options to do that. And stay in the course, probably not going to get you there. I think they should have known that by now, but 
feels like this this one might be the, the tough, hard lesson smacking in the face this year. We'll see. We'll see what, how it ends up going. By the way, huge college basketball game tomorrow night. Huge. Terps and Ookla, uh, I think is the name of that college. Rick Walker went there. Ookla at um, Xfinity Center tomorrow night. Really big game. 9 o'clock. I mean, they get in the whole, like, national attention. You know, soon to be a conference game. <laughs> you know, it feels special tomorrow night, but, you know, someday that's just going to be a regular old Big Ten game <laughs> with UCLA in Maryland. The absurdity of college sports. But, yeah, someday a conference game here in the near future. But tomorrow night is just like a cool national game. UCLA comes all the way to the east to take on the Terps. I imagine Doc probably is at the team dinner tonight giving the speech. Can you imagine how fired up these UCLA kids are going to be tomorrow? I, mean, I kind of feel sorry for Maryland in a way. I mean, Doc Walker, pregame speech to those kids. I mean, they might just not – I mean, I hope they have insurance for the visiting locker room because there's going to be some furniture broken in there. It's going to be crazy, absolutely crazy. All right, coming up, we got a final segment to do. We'll take a timeout. Uh, terrible news today in the world of college football. I want to get to Mike Leach, who is one of my favorite characters in sports, let alone college football, and uh, the sad news there of his passing and just kind of like beyond the beyond all the funny zingers and all the goofy Mike Leach like persona. There's a guy that was uh, extremely, extremely influential uh, in the world of football. We'll talk about that coming up. It is overtime. Scott Jackson with you here on 1067 The Fan Streaming Live on the Free Odyssey app. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You know, right now uh, we have the atmosphere of a, of a JC softball game. You know, I mean, that's what we are, a JC softball team. As long as, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's not whether you win or lose. It's like the, the, the team that wins is the one that has the most fun. You know, that crap like that. You know, all this stuff that's contaminated America where they give every kid a trophy and they don't keep score in Little League anymore. <laughs> oh, man, the late Mike Leach. Mississippi State football coach Mike Leach um, died Monday night. Uh, complications to heart-related condition. Just 61 years old. Um, absolutely uh, heartbreaking story, a sad story. I mean, this guy, not only was he funny, I mean, he, that's the one-liner, is that great rant about marriage. I mean, there's so many of them. Of course, was the pirate, you know, was really, like, embraced the pirate lifestyle and this stuff. And, uh, you know, famous air raid offense at Texas Tech has been a guy who, it really changed offense in football. I mean, people were trying to copy what he did, um, you know, get a feeling, you know, get a, get kind of the wrinkles of all the things that he did. And he's had a, actually got a very large coaching tree uh, going on. And, you know, I think sometimes you look at the yardage stats and those things. It's, yeah, well, those teams didn't win championships and this kind of stuff. And you kind of – people kind of poo-poo Mike Leach. I mean, here's 158 career wins, fifth among active coaches now. I saw a stat today, too. You know, his team's – 
taking on the top 25 AP as an unranked team. His team's those unranked, had 18 wins against AP-ranked opponents when he's when his team was unranked. It's most by any coach since there was this thing called the AP poll. I mean, nobody's had more of those. Now, you could, you know, Nick Saban's not going to get the opportunity, obviously, to do that because he's always going to be ranked and others. But point is, you know, he, he could obviously be an innovative guy with less talent and beat the more talented teams on a fairly frequent basis. So, you know, you got to respect him for that. And again, the the things that he's done have been copied elsewhere and taken other places. And it's funny to hear, you know, people like Nick Saban, who you wouldn't think would really relate or talk to a guy like Mike Leach, say today, you know, they really enjoyed getting to know him when he got in the SEC. You know, he's obviously been at Mississippi State the last few years. He said, I never knew quite where our conversations were going, but they always made me smile. He was an offensive innovator who always did things his way, and I admired him for it. His teams were well coached, extremely challenging to defend. Uh, they played with poise and toughness, which is a credit to his leadership. And again, um, just shocking. I mean, when I heard the news over the weekend that, you know, first, of course, like the world we live in, Twitter, by the way, Vic, right, had killed him before he actually died, uh, you know, several days ago. And, you know, they're doing the RIP thing, Mike Leach. But um, as the news came out that, you know, he was not going to recover from what happened was just awful, absolutely awful to hear. But, you know, a guy, again, who's his football, the style that he played and uh, the things, the wrinkles he put into the game are going to be here for many, many years to come. And, you know, for the highest single-season passing yardage totals in FBS history, and seven of the top 26 came from quarterbacks that he coached. I mean, you know, kind of shows you. And it, it wasn't you know, these aren't guys that are now playing in the NFL either. I mean, these are, you know, Graham Harrell's of the world, uh, B.J. Simons, you know, you know th- those kind of players, you know, Anthony Gordon at, at Washington State. I mean, these are not household names, the quarterbacks that he was he was getting the, these big numbers out of and this offense out of, I mean, which is a credit to him. So Cliff Kingsbury obviously was in that coaching tree. Then he was the one – that was lucky enough to uh, get to coach Pat Mahomes. Um, then, you know, guys like Josh Heupel, who was also the Oklahoma quarterback, coached um, under Mike Leach. Um, you know, Lincoln Riley is part of that coaching tree. Sonny Dykes, Dana Holgrenson, who was, you know, at West Virginia for a while, you know, is now at Houston. You know, th- these are these are the kind of people, you know, again, they're innovative, um, they're not at the schools outside of Lincoln Riley, that is, that get all the best players all the time. You know, these are guys that, you know, have to do it with X's and O's sometimes and, you know, scheme and not just the best players. And that's kind of how Mike Leach rolled. So I was just sad to see that. I always liked him. And, again, I'll <laughs> I'll go back to this. You know, in Maryland, I had the chance <sighs> to hire Mike Leach and, you know, for whatever reason, I don't know, maybe talked about the pirate stuff and it made the, the board of governors uncomfortable. I'm not sure why, but they chose, you know, the more buttoned up, you know, safer Randy Edsel. And we know how well that worked out. Not so good, right? I mean, I mean, Mike Leach would have been a home run in this area. I mean, it would have just been incredible. Um, it would, you know, especially for an area that is just, you know, swallowed by, um, what you know, professional sports like it just overshadows it. But this was 2011, if I remember. Yeah, 2011 when Edsel was hired, and they got you know he was the candidate from Connecticut, obviously leads from Texas Tech, and 
according to reports at the time, Maryland got cold feet and made the conservative, safe, non-confrontational hire. They got Randy Etzel. Oh, boy. Yeah. So there you go. How history could have been different. But anyway. I don't know. Le- Leach was, again, tremendous, tremendous um, personality and obviously knew his X's and O's and innovator and is still being used and will continue to be used. Just feel terrible about that. And then my boy Fred Smoot's hurt and sets his school and, you know, just feel for all those people involved because what a cool guy to have a part of your school for, you know. And even though it was a short period of time, Mississippi State, but, you know, was uh, obviously very impactful while being there. All right, we got Capitals Hockey uh, pregame show coming up in a few minutes with our buddy Ben Raby, who you heard earlier. And again, if you miss Ben, anything uh, from earlier, you want to go back, hit the old rewind button, us complaining about Twitter, any of that important stuff, you can do so on the Odyssey app. And it's free, and it costs you absolutely nothing. Although, if you want to pay, you know, Vic, he'll take it. I mean, he'll take a couple bucks if you want to pay him for the Odyssey app, but you don't have to. All right, so thanks to the guests tonight, Ben Raby, uh, Nick Ackridge from Pro Football Focus for joining us, Vic Ferreira, the professional producer. I mean, appreciate him giving up his time tonight for what wasn't quite a full, you know, two and a half hours. So appreciate Vic being in here tonight. He'll have you in safe hands for uh, Caps Hockey coming up. He'll transition us into that coming up next. And um, I'll be back with you on the other channel this company owns um team 980 with my friend rick walker on friday for burgundy and gold today we'll, we'll talk probably about the uh giants matchup among other things uh professional football and obviously uh with the uh, washington commander so tune into that um i'm not sure who's here tomorrow i don't even know is there overtime tomorrow Vic? i have no idea is uh, it tomorrow we do have overtime till 8 45 i believe we have the wizards and nuggets tomorrow night oh is that right trying to break the seven game losing skid yeah i think they will in denver yeah <laughs> no, no yeah. question right it's a homecoming for wes that's true that is west jr's uh homecoming uh, hopefully they can for him um by the way, the Capitals just a moment ago, and you'll hear more from Ben Raby on this, just uh, announcing that Lars Eller is day-to-day. But aren't we all? Aren't we all day-to-day? Hour-to-hour. Hour-to-hour, <laughs> Exactly. And if you're on Twitter, sometimes there's, you know, you're, you're missing an hour or two because the way the weird timeline works out. All right, again, thanks to all the guests. Thanks to Vic. Scott Jackson saying so long. We'll be back again. I'm, I think I'm doing a little pregame football, too, on Sunday afternoon for you here on 106.7 The Fan as well. All right, that'll do it. Caps Hockey straight ahead. Uh, thanks for joining us here on Overtime on 106.7 The Fan and always streaming live on the free Odyssey app. Good night. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 